0: Hey, it's Monique. Welcome to the podcast or welcome back. This is episode 203 of the Brown Vegan Podcast. And with this show, I love to present veganism from a practical perspective to help everyday people go vegan in a way that feels good to them. I also love to share overall wellness topics like mental health, money, vegan entrepreneurship, because this is truly a lifestyle. It's so, so much more than food. Be sure to come hang out with me on YouTube and Instagram. I'm Brown Vegan on both of those platforms. So yes, I hope you're having an amazing day. Happy New Year to you! It's finally 2023. 2022 went really fast, but I'm gonna tell you, it. I felt every moment of it because it dragged me from the beginning of 2022 all the way to the end, literally. So if you don't follow me on Instagram, you probably don't know, but a perfect example of how it dragged me all the way until the end is because on December 30th, my apartment flooded. <laughs> that just gives you an indication of the type of year that I had. And so this is why I'm so thankful for a new year. You know, it dragged me financially. It dragged me emotionally. It just dragged me. I was just so stressed most of the year. And I'm just looking forward to just having like a fresh perspective, a a fresh start. And I know it's cliche because people always say, oh, new year, new me. But it's not even necessarily new me. I just want to be better, y'all. I just want to be better. I want to do better. And I just... Man, I I decided the other day that I'm just going to bring y'all along for the journey. I feel like I already kind of do that when I'm talking about things that I'm going through and overcoming things. But I feel like this time around, I want to actually, instead of waiting until things are better and then talking about it, I actually want to probably bring you guys along. So what I mean when I say bring you guys along, I'm talking about you know, along with my fitness journey, I am a stress eater. Oh my goodness. I, over the last year and a half, man, I got on a scale and I am 194 pounds and I don't know how and when. Well, I do know how and when, <laughs> but I really want to just kind of slim down because I don't think it's good for me. Like I had a physical about six months ago and the numbers weren't looking good and I just have to get myself together, you know? vegan or not you can literally eat french fries all day you can literally eat vegan ice cream all day and still gain weight so i'm not one of those people that's looking forward to telling you to eat salads and smoothies and that's why i'm gonna lose my weight i really want to do it in a, a sustainable way so that i'm enjoying food i mean, i love to eat of course <laughs> And I'm enjoying my food, but I'm also being mindful of what I'm eating and how much of it that I'm eating. So I definitely want to take y'all along for the journey on that. That'll probably mostly be on Instagram and YouTube. And I'll talk about some of it here, too. And then the financial thing, like I spent 2021 and 2020 getting my finances together. I was doing really well all for it to just kind of not kind of it did crumble in 2022. So just getting back on track with that. And just being more open about some of the things that I'm experiencing and thinking about because I know that I'm not the only one. So anyway, I know this is a long introduction, but I just want to say happy new year and thank you guys so, so much for supporting the show. As always, I appreciate you. And yeah, I just wanted to kind of give you a little bit of an update, but I'm looking forward to this new year on the show, bringing more conversations. I really want to have just more open conversations with everyday people about not only food, but just life. I really want to start diving into some of those things because it's just very important to me. And I know that you guys enjoy those conversations as well. So, so yeah, that's pretty much it for the update of what's going on. You know, more solo episodes to come, more conversations, and I just appreciate you being here. So today on this show, I'm having a conversation with Constance. We recorded this at the end of 2022. I'm still, I'm so excited because I'm still going through those conversations that I batched in December, in November, last November, December. But anyway, Constance is on the, sh- is on the show today and she's talking about of course, her vegan journey, why she started, how she started. She shares a lot of recipes and tips on her Instagram. And she also has a catering and meal prep service. Of course, we're going to talk behind the scenes on all of that. My favorite part is the importance of veganizing some of your favorite meals. We talk about that in this conversation. And I think that's so important if you're somebody who is just getting started. I know there's a lot of people who take the new year as an opportunity to start to eat better. And I always feel like that is the best way to start So I'm glad we spent time talking about that. Also, we chat about imposter syndrome. We chat about leaning into your purpose and just doing your best and finding joy in the everyday life. So I really enjoy this conversation. Y'all know I enjoy everything that I do on here. So make sure that you go hang out with Constance on Instagram. Her page is underscore cooking with Constance underscore. And you'll get, of course, recipes and tips and all of that good stuff on her page as well. So yes, without further ado, let's jump right into the conversation i have a terrible terrible sense of time so i don't even know i know we spoke like a month ago i don't um, even know what has happened <laughs> <laughs> the day has been
1: moving yes been i don't like because
0: to, i don't remember anything
1: <laughs> yeah it's hard to believe it's already the holiday season oh no right. you said you're going you're in memphis for the holidays Yes, well, actually in Covington. So about 45 minutes away from Memphis. But yeah, from small town Covington, Tennessee. And yeah, I'm here for the holidays. I'll be here through Thanksgiving. Oh, that's
0: amazing. So how has the holidays been different since you became vegan? Like, what's the difference, the biggest difference for you? The biggest
1: difference now is kind of surreal. And I appreciate that it's pretty much... Like, this is what it is now. Like, this wasn't mm-hmm. just a fad or a diet that I was doing, but a real lifestyle change. And in the beginning, like the first couple of years, it was a bit more difficult to navigate the holiday season. Like, my Uncle Irvin... He makes a mean red velvet cake, <laughs> and I used to out like those first, like when I was, cause you know I took my transition slow, so phased out the beef and pork first, then the chicken and the fish. But for a good year and a half, almost two years, I was pescatarian, yeah. so, and every time I would come home, I'd be ready for my piece of cake. <laughs> but eventually it got to the point where I really just couldn't stomach it because I'm lactose intolerant like the vast majority of people (laughs) especially Black folks right right yeah if you look at like the statistics of the African diaspora I mean we're all like not genetically designed to stomach this stuff but over time you know we just Adapted, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we adapt. And, like, mm-hmm. the symptoms just register as a normal thing. But, yeah, over time, it's definitely, as I've been consistent, a lot of, like, the poking and prodding or, like, little jokes here and there are now just really inquisitive questions about how I'm doing or how did I make that jackfruit taste like chicken or how does the macaroni and cheese still taste like macaroni and cheese when it ain't got no cheese. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. How was that? that is.
0: How was that for you, girl? A hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. Like I, I remember one time I tried to do something different. It, we had a cookout at my mom's house, and I know mm-hmm. this is not about Thanksgiving, but just you know, yeah. sly comments. Mm-hmm. So I had a cook. We had a cookout at my mom's house, and I decided to bring you know ingredients to make smoothies. It was hot outside. I was like, oh, we can do smoothies, and then mm-hmm. I bought a couple of desserts, and. Some of my family members kind of taunted me about it. And I was just like, oh no. And I Mm. remember crying. (laughs) (laughs) Not in the open. Isolating. (laughs) Yes, very much so. And I was just like, "Mm, I don't know. I don't know. So after that, I kind of, I think why that happens for a lot of us is sometimes we're not necessarily the most solid in why we're doing it.
1: uh And
0: anybody, you know it kind of takes us off track so yeah it was it was difficult in the beginning for me a little bit but these days everybody's used to it it has been so long cuz i know for you it's been what 2017
1: yeah started my transition 2017 and what is it now 2022 5 5 years yeah wow i want to go back mm-hmm. to that cake though the red velvet so okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what did your uncle look what did they say when you weren't eating a ve- red velvet and have you been able to find a vegan version of that that comes close to my uncle evans mm-hmm. honestly no
1: no <laughs> i haven't but i do like this one brand i tried it around back i think i found it at like a metropolitan market it's called rubicon have you heard of that brand i don't think so I think they make regular desserts and pastries too, but I had tried one of their red velvet cakes and I was like, oh, you know, it's moist. It's nice. I like the frosting. So, yeah, like that's a good alternative if I'm like craving it. But I'm really not even that big on sweets in general unless oh, okay. it's the holiday season. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, like the cravings tick up just because it's nostalgic. But, yeah, I do like that brand. And I am hope I'm saying it right, Rubicon. I'm pretty sure that's it. <laughs> You know what? I feel
0: like we just get
1: used to just not,
0: you know, eating it. We just get used to it. But I'm surprised Mm. you haven't because you cook so much. I'm surprised that you haven't tried to make your own or have you.
1: I'm in the process. Like just earlier this year, I met a really close friend. Her name is Evelyn. She has a licensed home bakery called Honey Bun Bakery. And Mm. we just hit it off really good. So when it comes to, like, the science of, like, vegan baking and all the ins and outs of that, she's, like, basically my little human Google (laughs) that I can go to (laughs) and experiment and learn all the ins and outs of that with. Because most of what I do, I'm, you know, doing savory cooking or the meal prep or things of that nature, but not Mm -hmm. too big on desserts. One of the first things I taught myself how to make was a tres leches cake, actually. So that's been my main little go-to for now, but I definitely plan to like veganize all my little favorites besides my Uncle Irvin's red velvet cake. Uh, <laughs> my nanny makes a really good pineapple cake <laughs> and a good strawberry cake. It just wasn't that, because I don't eat sweets as much anyway or don't crave them that often, it just wasn't that high up on my priority list.
0: Yeah, you are so Southern. I mean, Not pineapple cake. I haven't heard that in so long. <laughs> i am i am i love it where where are you from originally monique oh i grew up in virginia beach um, because my dad was military but my family is in the dc area Oh, my family okay okay. yeah Yeah, so because you're from tennessee well no you said you said tennessee yes
1: covington tennessee
0: Uh, covington okay yeah i don't know why i got i knew it was close to the memphis i don't know why i said that but it's
1: literally down i was just in memphis Like, yes, well, two days ago over the weekend, like it's not a far commute, but it's one of those things like like when I went to school, I went to Middle Tennessee State University, which is in Nashville. And it would be easier to just say Memphis than Covington just because people know where Memphis is. But Covington is like, you know, just the country town down the road that you probably wouldn't know about unless you live in the area.
0: Mm hmm. It sounds like you ate a lot of traditional, you know, southern food growing up. Because you cook so much now, what are some of the things? I know you couldn't do the cake yet. You're still working on <laughs> the cake. Yeah, I'm still what working on my
1: sweets, first of all.
0: Yeah. So, what were some of the things that you did that you were able to like veganize that made you feel, that made you feel, okay, this is home. It feels familiar. I like it.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, one of the first things was macaroni and cheese. That was actually one of the last, it's very sentimental to me, because that was one of the last dishes that me and my dad made together for Thanksgiving before he passed. So in making that macaroni and cheese, it was, yeah, I'm doing it for the nostalgia and the flavor, but it's also like how I connect and like feel close to him in a way. And it's the same type of thing when it comes to like cabbage, greens, sweet potatoes, all that type of stuff like that. Grew up eating that at my grandma's house. I know you were saying how you grew up. Your dad was in the military. My husband is in the military. So we've been moving around quite a bit ever since like 2015, 2016, right when we got out of college. So this is actually like the longest period of time that I've, that I will be home, like, since then. So I'm not here that often. And when I cook, like, soul food and stuff like that, it kind of, I mean, it brings me home. It makes me feel like I'm close and I enjoy it. Like, I'll snap a picture. On one of my most recent reels, I made some soup. And I didn't really know what to call it because I just threw a bunch of vegetables in the pot. (laughs) And I sent a picture to my grandma, and I was like, "What should we call these?" And she was like, "Some good ass soup." <laughs> Ooh, I love um, it. Okay, Granny. <laughs> does it look good? We, uh, are we gonna bleep that a little bit? <laughs> no, we don't have to. What's wrong? <laughs> no, okay. No, because um, I mean, no,
0: I, you don't have to censor yourself. I promise, you don't have to uh, do any of that.
1: you do not to bleep cool. it. <laughs> but be yeah. you, be you. <laughs> So, yeah, all those types of things. I recently just did like a vegan pot roast using jackfruit as the base. Like every time that I would come home from college and my grandma would ask me what I wanted to eat, it was always either pot roast or pork chops with all the sides so you know the sweet potatoes cornbread the greens or the cabbage that was like my go-to so it was really fun to be able to create recreate that is it beef no of course it's lighter in my mouth and the texture isn't exactly the same but all the flavor all the nostalgia just everything that goes into the process is there Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's one of my or that is one of my favorite parts about living and eating this way now. Like being able to be so creative in the kitchen and to come up with stuff like that out of things you wouldn't think to make it out of. Mm -hmm.
0: That's like that's Mm -hmm. so fun. I think that's the part that people probably don't expect until they actually get immersed in this. They don't know that you can do all types of fun things with the meat substitutes. So Mm -hmm. I love that. What made you decide to become a vegan?
1: I originally just wanted to be healthier because I had a health scare in 2015. My freshman 15 was actually like a freshman 50. So I gained a lot of weight throughout college and like diabetes, high blood pressure, all that type of stuff. I thought it was normal until I started like getting into my major. And I'm like, Oh, so it's not like just my genes. Like it's, Like the way I'm living and doing on a day to day basis, it kind of like, have you ever seen that meme that's just like your genetics like predispose you to certain things, but your habits is what pulls the trigger? Yes. Yeah. So that was like where things started. And then in 2017, I hit a plateau and I just felt really stuck. So I did the Daniel Fast, which was, you know, 21 days with basically the whole food, plant-based diet, just the fruits, nuts, seeds, whole grains, stuff like that. And after doing that fast and maintaining that way of eating for like a month, I had lost 20 pounds. like. And I was like, oh, well, that's new. That's
0: up to him. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, this is interesting. And after that, but that definitely wasn't something that was sustainable for me in sense of just eating raw foods and stuff like that all the time, which I'm a little more now that I'm deeper into the journey, I actually know what to cook and how to cook it in that fashion. But in the beginning, I didn't. And I've always loved to cook and the kitchen has been my playground, so to speak. So just getting in there, being creative, and learning all these different things that I could do with plants, it kind of just became a habit of experimenting and getting to know how to use this food and that food. At the time, in 2017, we were stationed in Okinawa, Japan. Mm -hmm. So even with that, it was just a whole new world of food to explore that went like so far beyond my scope of what I was just eating normally in the South. And I'm just like, dang! It's a lot of different stuff out here I <laughs> need to eat and explore. And so I just, I just kept going and never looked back, so to speak. Started cooking with Constance in February 2020. Up until then, I had been doing like meal prep and like small catering stuff on the side. But then I just went for it, and it, like, I mean, my passion became like my career, and here I am.
0: There you are. So let me ask you this. When you were in Japan, was it easy to be vegan? Because I always get mixed reviews about that. And I
1: definitely think it depends on your perspective. Like with that, with the mixed reviews, Like, because I, I would get a lot of that too, or a lot of people would come to me and say, it's so hard to be vegan out here. Or talking about like the fish stock and different things or like the bone broth and stuff like that in the ramen. Which is a part of the reason why I I, I would say I was pescatarian for so long because it's just like, you know, you can't really mess up <laughs> mm-hmm. with that. I wouldn't say it was easy, but I wouldn't say it was hard. I mean, I would I did do a lot of cooking for myself naturally, but there were a few vegan restaurants and stuff like that that opened up. Okinawa itself is like Okinawa is kind of like the Hawaii of Japan, so Mm -hmm. to speak. So there were a lot of renovations and always new things popping up, like throughout our time there and vegan restaurants or just more vegan options on the menus was one of those things. And then it kind of, in a way worked out well, like for me, business wise with those options, not being so readily available or like easy to find all the time. I was there to like fill that gap within my, like, just the military community a little bit.
0: So let me ask you about your husband. How is he feeling about the transition, especially with you guys moving a lot and, Mm -hmm. you know, his work responsibilities? Is it one of those things where he's enjoying the food because it's good and he don't care? Or what are some of his, his views on this lifestyle?
1: Yeah, in the beginning, he was not, he supported me. But he definitely was like, you know, I got my meal prep. I got my routine. He's also, you know, very active. So, you know, of course, there's that common myth of, well, if you're vegan, you're not going to get enough protein to build your muscles Mm -hmm. and all that stuff like that. So he was a little apprehensive in the beginning. But when it all boiled down, I was the one doing the majority of the cooking and (laughs) shopping. And I wasn't going to do I wasn't cooking two separate meals for us. So what I did cook, I made sure it was good. Yeah. And like, it was, what well, I'm trying to see. I can't remember what year Game Changers came out. It might've been what, like 2019?
0: I, wanna I say, want to say, yeah, because it was before
1: pandemic. Yeah. 2018, um, 2019, yeah. That was the documentary, like that was like his why that he got rooted in. Like, once he was making those connections or had that myth in his mind busted about the athletic performance and stuff like that, he was just like, okay, okay, I think I can commit now. Yeah,
0: he was like, he saw himself in it, you know? Sometimes you got to have to see yourself in it to do it.
1: So, yeah, I get that. Yeah, because, like I I said, he supported me, but it took a, a little longer for him to come around and be like, okay, this is not just what I do or what I Except because it's what I got at home, but this is how I actually want to go forward, too, because I feel better. I'm putting down a lot more power for my—he cycles a lot, so his rides and stuff like that. So, yeah, it, I mean, apprehensive in the beginning, but eventually
2: he ended up coming around. bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm
0: This is why I like to talk to or help women, because I know that we make a lot of the decisions when it comes to food in the household. So I figure mm-hmm. eventually your spouse, your children or whoever will come around because the food is good. And, you know, like I said, we like you said, you do all the cooking and grocery shopping and things like that. So you can't really complain as much. <laughs> when You're not contributing in that way. So, yeah, I yeah. get it. Yeah, get what you get in down to our feet. Okay. <laughs> so check this yeah. out. I know, like, when before you became vegan, you did a weight loss journey. What was that like? 2015 ish around that yeah, time. Yeah, that's when it
1: started. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, so you were focused on your like your personal health, intentional weight loss, and then it became a time where you kind of morphed into looking healthy. You had like, a, you know, some type of intermittent fasting that you were doing, but it was just kind of like a way for you not to eat or you weren't eating enough and over-exercising and negative self-talk. So I really want to hear more about that experience and how you were able to overcome
1: that. Like, if you look at my profile, like look at my profile today, I was about 90 plus, I was 90 plus pounds heavier, whatever than what you see. And with that, it's like the health scare is kind of what started that like that commitment, or like that discipline and that drive, it really stemmed from a place of fear. And then it's like, okay, now that I got the weight off, the weight off, and posting like those before and after before and after pictures and stuff like that, naturally, I got a lot of applause, a lot of praise for it, and that instant gratification and validation in the moment it made me feel good, but it was also very fleeting. So I kind of, not intentionally, but just subconsciously slipped into this pattern of signing up for program after program to, you know, be able to post. It's just like, well, they just got finished clapping for that one. What I'm going to post next month? (laughs) Like, what's going to get me the dopamine rush at this point in time? And just feeling like I had this, I wouldn't even say image to maintain, but just this vision in my head of what I was supposed to look like or what I I should look like based on all of the other fitness influencers and people like that that I was following. And with that, always looking to basically just stuck in that loop of comparison, a lot of that negative self-talk came in or just feelings of inadequacy or never being able to amount to this next best thing and stuff like that. And it just came to a point where as good as I looked externally, I really wasn't happy internally. And I I just had to look myself in the mirror and be honest about that, especially in trying to grow a platform or just having others reach out to me, you know, wanting help and wanting to know how I got from point A to point B because they were dealing with this and they were dealing with that. And I'm just like, I can't really help anyone until I've actually like healed all of this stuff internally. So it was really just looking in the mirror and asking myself those tough questions. Like, I mean, do you want to actually be, it's not, not just what you want your life to look like, but how do you want it to feel? Mm. Like, do you want to walk around like a human calculator, counting every morsel that goes in and out of your mouth for the rest of your life? No. Like, you don't want to do it now. <laughs> so, okay. you, Seriously, yeah. so why are you forcing yourself to, like, just contort and restrict or just, like, even, uh, like, that? just that binge restrict cycle, it, it kind of just takes, like, I don't even know how to describe it. It just, because I don't think anybody intentionally falls into that loop, but disordered eating is so normalized these days that we don't realize it's not normal to eat these itty bitty portions or to, I mean, to track everything all the time, every day. One of the first things I did, because I used to wear a Fitbit, like religiously. And if I didn't like hit those calorie markers or those steps, when I say I was crushed, (laughs) I was just like it it really just hurt my feelings like if I didn't right. even mark so that was one thing I detached from that like I stopped wearing the feet because it's just like you're not working out or getting these steps in just so the watch can tell you you did a good job you're doing it so you can feel good in your body and mm-hmm. be healthy so started leaving that at home deleted all those food tracking apps which I will say You definitely need a guide in the beginning, like if you have no clue when it comes to nutrition or how to eat in a balanced way. Like, yes, there's a learning curve. But it's like once you learn the information, you don't want to come to a place of relying on those external cues more than you're actually listening to your body. So that's where I was at. And... Coming And actually going plant-based was one of the things, because I, I, I guess I had it in my head, like, well, if I'm eating, well, you know, fruits and vegetables and all that stuff like that, when you're doing it on a tracking app, those are considered the free things. You can eat as much of those as you want to. And in going plant-based, it's like it kind of helped me break that habit of always thinking about how many calories was in X, Y, and Z because I knew the food I was eating was quality.
0: It's so easy to get caught up in that disorder eating. It's so, it's so real. It's so easy. Now, I feel like there's, a, a, of course, these days more diversity as far as body diversity and inclusion. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a little more on trend, but your experience, I feel like it's probably more likely to happen for a lot of people who are, are trying to eat better. Or, like, or
1: looking for that external validation. So that's real. Something that I'm actively still working on, like as far as when, you know, when you're looking at your feed, like my feed just used to be all, all fitness influencers <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that are like shredded and ripped or quote unquote having their ideal body type or whatever. But when you really get to the meat of it all, Half of the, like a lot of the people that we aspire to or looking outside of ourselves to be like a lot. Some of them don't even look like them <laughs> because of how you know all the different plastic surgeries and different avenues that people can take these days that are just more accessible and available and also normalized. Like I said, it's just really easy to get caught up in and reeling all of that back and like really grounding yourself. And your why mm-hmm. and how you want to basically setting your life up to support you and not feeling like you always have to get to that next best version of yourself and come into that place of acceptance that you you're enough right now, like you're good right now. That was what kind of helped me just get back to a place of being present and not always fixated on the future.
0: I love it so much. This is so, so, so important. And like speaking of that, too, as far as getting to where you should be, I know, of course, you offer personalized meal prep and catering mm-hmm. services, and you're actually doing it full time now, which is so dope. I love that for you. <laughs> Thank you. But no, yo, no problem. Before a while there, I know that you were talking about how you weren't really sure if this was for you. Like, is this is something that you should be doing, you kind of... Uh-huh. You had a nice... Yeah, that
1: stint. Like, yeah. I have really just come to a place of being burnt out. Like, I, like, you know how I was saying how people were reaching out to me for help and wanting to know, like, okay, so how did you get from point A to point B? Like, what were you doing? What were you eating? Basically, just all these different questions. And I'm like, okay, I know I love to cook. I know I love to serve. And, yes, I have, you know just my background in health education and community and public health. I mean, my lived experiences, like I do have the knowledge and the resources to do X, Y, and Z that everyone was asking of me, but I never really stopped to take inventory of if there was not just what I wanted to do, but aligned with what I actually felt called to do in this life. So I kind of just white knuckled it and was taking on clients for a little bit and was helping them. The feedback I got when I was health coaching for that little while was great and it was serving the handful of people that I took but I was sacrificing myself and my passions and even though I was showing up for them I still wasn't showing up at my best and it wasn't something that I could sustain and eventually I just hit this wall and I hit it because I wasn't really living out my purpose I was just trying to meet other people's expectations so Mm -hmm. to speak and inadvertently Like, didn't intend to take a step back for those six months (laughs) that I was off social media, but just had to take that step back and reevaluate and see how can I help? How can I be of service without sacrificing myself and my authenticity and just my overall capacity to show up the way, not just that I want to, but really just to show up at at my best because, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. And eventually, this—that's what it became. I was just pouring and giving, but not giving that same energy back to myself. And after a while, I mean, I did—I I wrestled with shame for shame over it for a while because it's just like you know, who are you outside of your weight loss? Like that's what people know you for. That's what people come like have come to you for, have gravitated to your page for. Because of all this weight you lost. Like, so that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to help other people lose weight. And basically just running all these thoughts through my head, they weren't even true. Because when I tell you, (laughs) like when I sent that email out uh, to all of my clients at the time, I can't remember exactly what it was saying but the consensus of it was because there was always a cooking class that was included like in the onboarding process Mm -hmm. we would get on a zone cook and I would teach them how to set up their days to meal prep for like the transition that they were making to plant-based and stuff like that and that was probably the only part, <laughs> other than like those face to face check ins with the connection, that really just lit me up, like, and that I really enjoyed, and that I really saw was able to see that impact or the the fruits of my labor, so to speak. You know how to say you filled up and your, you know, you're on purpose when you're filled up and you're pouring out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's what it was for me. And when I sent that email, like I believe. That this is the light that I'm meant to lean into and serve from in this life. It was nothing but positivity and love, and like, I'm here for it. I'm rooting for you, like, whatever you got coming next. And it kind of just blew my mind a little bit because it's just like we spend so much time in our heads (laughs) worried about what, worried about disappointing people, or just that fear of disappointing people. Or letting people down for wanting to do something different, but nine times out of ten, it's not actually like that. And if it is like that, well, I mean those those are just not your people. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Like,
0: does that make sense? It does make sense because you are truly leaning into your purpose and taking that six months off probably helped so much. It gave you clarity mm-hmm. about the direction you want to go into. Mm-hmm. So as far as your making being a A chef, personal meals, catering. How is that looking behind the scenes for you right now? Is that a lot? Are you still trying to streamline things? Like, what does that look like?
1: It's a lot, but it's a good a lot in the sense of I'm learning a lot, like all the ins and outs, like the food service laws, like in Tennessee or Japan. Basically, the food service laws in any state you go to are like very different. And in Washington state, it is a little more complex than some other areas across the nation, but I'm having fun with that process. And like, being able to check those things off the box behind the scenes. I do get tired of washing dishes. Like I have so many dishes. (laughs) Girl, I saw all those dishes you had
0: a few weeks ago and I was like, Ooh, ooh, you decided to to somebody to do
1: that part. (laughs) Yes, really. I am looking forward to getting in the space, which is coming along. Like after this, After this break, when I return, I have a handful of consistent clients that are waiting for me. And I do plan to open the books more to expand and be able to scale up as far as bringing somebody on to help me out with stuff like that. Not just the dishes, but even like the chopping and the prepping, because I am I mean, I'm a one woman show like like as far as like my feet on the ground doing the work like my physical community and also serving my online community and making sure I'm present and engaged and creating valuable content there but I'm not just having experienced burnout and just just the, the having gone down that road and like having to rebuild myself back up from that I give myself so much grace like I make my to-do list and I work toward it, but if I don't necessarily check off all the boxes, all right, I'll get to it tomorrow or the Mm -hmm. next day. Mm -hmm. And I just keep putting one foot in front of the other and prioritizing my joy in the process and the things I love about my work, which one of those things is not just the cooking, but like the serving and connecting with people through food. Every time I get a review or feedback, it don't matter. Like, it's just the same now (laughs) as it was in the beginning. Like, oh, my God, really? Like, you like it that much? (laughs) (laughs) And it makes me feel all just giddy and gushy inside. And I'm just like, okay. That's what, not just the feedback that keeps me going, but just that feeling of being in alignment and, like, knowing it's just like yes, there's gonna be seasons where push comes to shove and things might get a little hard, but overall, like I'm saying, like they're being being able to fill up, being able to be filled up, and they're pouring out of doing what I love and sharing what I know because I feel like that I kind of I wasn't like consciously gatekeeping in, information or anything like that, but I feel like. Just in my experience when I was dabbling to the coaching thing, it's basically like you're using, you know, kind of like using your body as a business card or like using like your story and knowledge as like leverage when really all this information that I have, I want it to be and feel like it should be accessible to all. Mm-hmm especially with my community directly or, or our community, like amongst black women. It's, I mean, naturally like in society, like we have a lot of disadvantages and stuff like that. that other cultures don't necessarily have. And when it comes to the health disparities and stuff like that, the bulk of it is due to not just the lack of resources, but a lack of knowledge. So yeah, I'm all about like free game and, Using the gifts I was given. And one of those yeah. is cooking. And the gifts of get as you learn. Yes, the the- time. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: okay. so My last question is, okay. what, are you for, what are you looking forward to?
1: I am looking forward to continuing to serve and scale in Washington as far as my meal prep and catering goes. I'm um, looking forward to expanding and putting out content more consistently on my social media platform. Even though I've been inconsistent, I do have some brand deals with companies that I absolutely love on the horizon. Nice. Yeah, I'm really grateful for that and excited about that. And I want to lean into that, of course, in a sustainable way, keeping balance with my schedule and stuff as is. I don't want to just jump out running. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to whatever any and all God has lined up for me. I want it. And I'm going to just keep <laughs> getting prepared in the meantime until it comes.
0: Yes, 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 Constance. Thank you so, so much for being on the show. You have to tell us how we can... Follow you on social media or anything else you want us to do? Yeah, follow me on
1: Instagram at underscore cooking with Constance underscore. And I'll like once you do that, like the links in my bio, if you're in the area, want to work with me for meal prep. Tell me where you live, because I don't think we mentioned that. Washington State. I'm in DuPont. So it's kind of I feel like DuPont is like the Covington of Seattle. <laughs> if it makes sense. <laughs> Small
0: area, the small city. Yeah, the city. smaller <laughs> city is right
1: outside of the Bay. It's right outside of Joint Base Lewis McCord. Joint Base Lewis McCord. Yeah, that's where I'm at.
0: Nice. Well, thank you so, so much for being on and sharing about your experience, leaning into your purpose, and all of the amazing things that are coming up for you.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the show. If you're enjoying the podcast, be sure to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts to make it easy for others to find us. Also, tell a friend. Be sure to share the episode on your Instagram stories and tag Brown Vegan. Thank you so much for your support and I'll talk to you next week.